don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. All right, guys, welcome back to the Crypto Economy Podcast. Just a heads up, um, there may have or may not have been a sponsor um, at the beginning of this episode. I'm still not 100% sure where or how I'm going to fit it into the editing that I usually do for this podcast, but I'm going to utilize Anchor.fm's uh, sponsorship feature that they have built into their platform. And uh, this is going to be my test episode. I'm going to see how it goes. Um, uh, I would love any feedback. Let me know what you think. And I don't know how long it will take if even a sponsor will show up on this episode. And I know I will be recording the uh, sponsor's message whenever I pick someone, like if, if I think the business looks cool or if I've used them specifically in the past. Um, then I will be adding them to the actual show. But again, none of those details have worked out, and I don't really know how this works, so I just wanted to throw a message at the beginning of this that that may be happening on this show, or this episode specifically, eventually, and um, further episodes when I figure out exactly how it's going to squeeze into the episode so that it doesn't, it's not jarring and it just kind of it flows. So, yeah, just drop me a line on the website at cryptoeconomy.life, let me know, or on Twitter, uh, let me know what you think about it and um, uh, how it fit into the episode, uh, if it does end up showing up on this episode. Uh, But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. But for now, let's go ahead and jump into our quick read. I have got a fun one today. We are jumping back into one on the Lightning Network, and this is by Todd Cronenberg, And he had a couple of insights in this article uh, specifically um, that we've touched on in the past with both Bitcoin and Lightning Network discussions. But I think he he hits it far more directly than we have in the past, which I think will be a really, really fun read. Um, And so I will link, obviously, I will tag him in this post. Uh, link to the uh, Medium page, and this was actually picked up by the CoinMonks uh, Medium publication. Either that or he specifically wrote it for CoinMonks, but it was uh, published on the CoinMonks uh, Medium publication, uh, so you can check them out as well while you're at it. But definitely, if you enjoy this read, drop some applause on Todd Cronenberg's article and follow him on both Medium and and Twitter. But without further ado, we are going to jump right into this article and we'll discuss it a little bit after we get through. All right, guys. So this is, again, Todd Cronenberg's article, Why Bitcoin's Lightning Network is Ingenious. There are three systems of accounting, single entry, double entry, and triple entry. Blockchain and Bitcoin's revolution is that it brought about triple-entry accounting. But this has some serious drawbacks, which Lightning Network's double-entry accounting solves. What? The revolutionary technology's drawbacks are solved by something that hasn't been revolutionary in over 500 years? Yes, indeed. Single-entry accounting. 
Single entry accounting is simply when an entity records negative and positive transactions to their ledger. Like if you're old school and you balance your checkbook. You're simply writing down a negative or positive number on each line and adding them up at the end along with the initial balance. That's fine for personal use because you're just keeping track of your own finances and you know you can trust yourself. You wouldn't defraud yourself, would you? But single-entry accounting doesn't work for commerce because how can you trust another party's ledger? In single-entry accounting, anyone can simply add funds with no accountability because single-entry accounting only records how a transaction affects your own ledger in isolation. Fraudulent activities are easy to create and hard to prove if everyone only keeps their own isolated records. Double-entry accounting then came along double-entry accounting, a verifiable revolution in commerce. Here, each participant in a transaction records two lines per transaction, a debit and credit on their own ledger and the corresponding debit or credit of the other participant. Now, you can't just create funds from nowhere because any credit to yourself has to come from a debit from someone else. And if that someone else doesn't have that matching transaction, well, that is fraud. You can still cook the books, though, but it requires cheating a whole back history of fake transactions to hide your fraudulent behavior. In commerce, auditors make sure everyone is playing fair by checking the accounting books of companies to make sure everything lines up. But wouldn't it be nice to have an accounting system that prevented fraud by its very nature and didn't require manual audits by a trusted third party? Triple Entry Accounting and the Bitcoin Blockchain Hooray! A new revolution is born. No more need to trust third-party auditors. No more need to rely on participants in the economy not trying to cook their own books and commit fraud. Triple Entry Accounting is where not just each participant in the transaction records the debit and associated credit of the transaction for each party, but every participant in the entire economy gets a receipt of this transaction. It is now impossible to create fraud without gaining control over the whole economy of participants. In blockchain terms, this is called a 51% attack. Since everyone keeps a record of every transaction, a single actor cannot create a fraudulent credit for themselves because everyone would immediately know that the money came from nowhere. Now we have ultimate security in a commerce ecosystem where fraud, or double spending, is essentially impossible, assuming the ecosystem of participants is set up as a decentralized network, as Bitcoin is. And furthermore, there is no longer a need to trust any third party like auditors and banks, so now people can freely do commerce with each other without involving the banks and all the middlemen that it entails. But uh-oh, a problem arises. If everyone has to record every transaction, that means every time a transaction is made, it must be passed around to the entire community. This obviously takes time, and even using computers and the internet, it still takes time to propagate these transactions across the entire network. This creates a bottleneck for how many transactions can be done. Triple entry accountings and blockchain or Bitcoin's revolution is that it is secure and removes the need to trust anyone. Quote, 
trustlessness because everyone has all of the records. But its flaw is that it can't handle a lot of transactions due to having to pass receipts from every transaction to everyone participating in the network. Fixing Blockchain's Bottleneck Hmm, how to fix this? Well, since triple entry accounting's slowness is due to having to pass around every transaction to all participants, let's just make it so that there are only a few participants that keep all the records, thus speeding up the whole process. This is known as centralization. In blockchain, this can be done by cordoning off who can act as a record keeper, either by making the blockchain private and therefore controlled by a single or several entities, or by creating so-called masternodes that have strict requirements, or simply making the blockchain allow so many transactions that only the most efficient, powerful, well-connected computers can actually keep up. All of these solutions centralize the accounting of the blockchain by restricting access of who can actually do the accounting. But the whole power and revolution of triple entry accounting and blockchain is that it is secure and trustless due to its decentralized nature of allowing anyone to record the transactions and therefore protect against fraud. So these centralized concepts offer a solution to the triple entry accounting slash blockchain slowness problem while degrading its revolutionary value of security and trustlessness. We already have plenty of high throughput, non-secure double entry systems. So trying to bring a triple entry system closer to a double entry system just to make it compete with the double entry system while picking up the flaws of the double entry system and losing the value of the triple entry system doesn't seem to be much of a solution at all. But wait, what if we could combine the two by layering a double entry accounting system on top of the blockchain's triple entry accounting system? Sounds pretty stupid, right? In fact, it is genius. It solves the flaw of triple-entry accounting while not allowing the flaws of double-entry accounting. The Lightning Network The Lightning Network is simply a double-entry accounting system built on top of Bitcoin's triple-entry accounting system. Double-entry accounting is fast and has no transaction throughput bottleneck because only the two participants in a transaction have to keep track of their transactions. They don't need to pass around the receipt of that transaction to everyone else. But by having the double accounting system rely on and be backed up by the triple accounting system, you get the throughput of the double with the security and trustlessness of the triple. The Lightning Network works by creating an interwoven network of two participant payment channels, basically just a way for two people to transact only with one another. But by creating a network in which all these channels connect together, you can route payments through the network of double-entry channels. If you want to send a payment to someone anywhere in the network, you can credit the participant's account that you are directly connected to in your Lightning Network channel. And then they can credit someone else they are directly connected to by the same amount, thus debiting themselves so they don't actually have any net change in value. And this continues through the network until the participant in the network that you are actually trying to transact with receives the credit.
but technically you only transacted with that one person you were directly linked to in the payment channel that your funds were initially sent through. So each link in the route between you and the destination of the payment is made up of two participants who are simply transacting with one another, each keeping their own account with one another, a series of double-entry accounting pads. The Lightning Network is a network of two participant double-entry accounting channels and therefore has no bottleneck in how many transactions can be done. But the key here is that it is backed up by Bitcoin's secure and trustless triple-entry blockchain. All those Lightning Network transactions happen just between the users off of the blockchain, but no fraud can be committed because the capacity of each channel, its total funds, is recorded on the blockchain when opening the channel, and the only way to add more funds or get the funds out of that channel is to make another record on the blockchain. So each channel is a closed system in which the ends, opening and closing, are recorded on the triple-entry blockchain, thus providing security against fraud. No funds can be created out of thin air. The Lightning Network channel will always have the exact amount of funds as was recorded going into it on the blockchain. Within the payment channel itself, one user could try to defraud their fellow channel user, but Bitcoin's smart contracts built into the creation of each Lightning Network channel penalize anyone who tries to defraud their channel partner. For as long as a channel is open, it can use the Lightning Network's double-entry accounting to complete as many transactions over whatever period of time they desire with no bottleneck, and it is all backed up by the security of the blockchain's triple-entry accounting system. Bitcoin and the Lightning Network together combine to create the best of both worlds from double-entry accounting and triple-entry accounting. Two revolutions combined into one. The synergy of this pairing allows a system of commerce that neither legacy double-entry accounting systems nor blockchain-only triple-entry accounting systems can come close to matching. All right, and that was uh, that concludes our article by Todd Cronenberg on uh, how Bitcoin's Lightning Network is ingenious. And I think it does a great job of breaking down how Lightning Network and Bitcoin, in very simple terms, utilize the benefits of double-entry accounting without, uh, without hindering the benefits of the triple-entry accounting system that Bitcoin and blockchain has invented. Um, and that the ingenious synergy of the two make for... Uh, make for one that takes the benefits of both without the limitations of either. Um, and it's just a fascinating, it's one of those points that's so hard to get through to people. Um, like there are so many detractors and uh, people who spread FUD about the Lightning Network, and I don't know how many different ways to explain it that you can't just create, you can't artificially create points on the Lightning Network 
And it's like they don't want to understand it when you try to explain it over and over. Like it is, it has nothing to do. They think because we've gone through nine different routes or nine different channels that somehow there's some obfuscation in there. Anything that you are spending or receiving is in a channel that you have direct signature control over and you have proof of reserves on the blockchain. You do not need to trust anyone to to know that you're not getting fake Bitcoin. If you are paid fake Bitcoin, it is entirely your fault for not checking the 256 bits of data necessary to know that it's not there. It is completely and entirely under the individual user's control to accept a fake lightning payment or not. And it would be stupid of someone to explicitly alter their software to be paid in stuff that's fake, that has nothing, that has no triple entry accounting uh, uh, a ledger entry, um, no entry on the blockchain to receive a payment for. It's like, why, just why would someone defraud themselves? You are signing every single transaction that goes through your channels with proof on the blockchain as to whether or not that money is there. That you create the commitment transaction that the other person signs. Like you're not having to trust them with anything. You are writing your own fake Bitcoin into the channel if you do that. There's no other way to do it. You write the commitment and then give it to the other participant in the channel. They write their commitment and give it to you. If you are if you are receiving fake Bitcoin, you are the one that writes and signs it. They can't do it. They can't send it. They don't send it to you for your approval. You write it and send it back to them to sign it. So it's just it's just such an absurd idea that's completely based on not understanding how lightning works um, that it's it's so frustrating sometimes uh, i think you can probably hear that in my voice that people continue to make this claim when it's just absurd every single participant along the route can yes defraud themselves as has always been the case you can write that you have $20,000 in your checking account even though you only have 100 but you are not hurting anybody else nobody else is falling victim to your idiocy if you do that except for you. That is always possible. It remains possible in the Lightning Network. People will, there will never be a mechanism to end stupidity. So the, the idea that it's bounced through nine routes only means that someone can defraud themselves, themselves in one of those nine routes, but they cannot if the people are, if any uh, individual node is running the software and checking the commitment transaction or the funding transaction of uh, the channels that they have, if they are just checking the confirmed transaction that's possibly hundreds of blocks deep and therefore has no likelihood of being cheated or stolen or double spent, as long as they check that, they have absolutely nothing to worry about. And your payment is not reliant on all of those participants being honest. If it, if it fails anywhere along the route, the entire thing fails. It's based on an HTLC, uh, a hash time lock contract that's got the key of the final participant and you. So nobody in the middle, all it can do is say payment doesn't go through or someone else's channel gets closed out because one person is defrauded by a node they're connected to, um, which again is completely up to their 
uh, their discretion as to whether or not they want to get allow them to be screwed or whether or not they have their node active. But it doesn't even it doesn't affect you or your payment. It just says failed, and then you go looking for a new route. Um, but they can't. Uh, they can't go to the end of the somebody like third in the route of a route of six can't introduce fake lightning coins or uh, fake bitcoin into a lightning channel and then pay the person at the end the person at the end doesn't even know who's in the route like it doesn't it's completely arbitrary the it's only in that one channel in which those coins do or do not exist on node number three um, node number six has no clue because they're checking their own channel. It's so frustrating that people, that, that it is, it is hard to understand. It, re, I, I completely get that. But some of the people who so vehemently spout something that's just blatantly false, false is, it's exhausting sometimes. Um, it's a full-time job trying to, uh, trying to answer that FUD. Um, in fact, the I'll use the the idea that Lightning is an IOU is so frustrating because it, it implies something that's absolutely inaccurate. Um, it implies that it's just a promise with no guarantee or um, that you're trusting the other party, and that's just not the case. Um, I'll use a... Uh, I'll use a quote that um, got highlighted a number of times in my own article. Uh, Don't count your FUD before lightning strikes. Uh, 15 claims against lightning answered. Um, if you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back. I'm not 100% sure which it is, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll post it in, in the show notes just in case anybody else uh, does uh, is interested in uh, listening to that one because there's a whole section on fake lightning coins and lightning is controlled by the banks, so on and so forth. Um but I had a quote that um, kind of made the rounds. A couple of people snapshotted and then shared on Twitter uh, about using the IOU language to describe lightning. Because um, at the beginning, I, I break down the full contract that is involved in a lightning transaction, in a commitment transaction, the three different branches, essentially with uh, two paths each um, that could be taken in a lightning network contract for settlement. And... So I said, quote, so if we still insist on using the IOU language, here is my best description of Lightning. It is a mutually agreed upon Bitcoin smart contract that can be updated only with the express consent of both parties. It has confirmed on-chain proof of reserves. It has a wait time for withdrawal if only a single party is present. It has a built-in insurance policy in the case of dispute and it has a punishment clause for any party that initiates an attempt to rescind an updated and signed version of this contract. This is not exactly an agreement that I would simplify to a label as unenlightened as an IOU. End quote. So it's just this was a this article in particular I thought was a really succinct way of explaining how the Lightning Network takes the advantages of the double entry accounting system and stacks it on top of a settlement of that, it, that essentially creates it in a, a series of contracts on top of Bitcoin's triple entry accounting system so that no double entry accounting update, no Lightning Network update can happen without proof 
on the Bitcoin triple entry accounting system. But it limits, it, it does, it's just like the article we did that, um, oh man, I can't remember who it is off the top of my head, but the uh, how Bitcoin enables unicast transactions on top of the broadcast Bitcoin network. Uh, and it's just, it's just such a fascinating innovation that enables so much and truly changes the nature of the network in, in a deeply positive way and adds to scaling in an exponential way and rather than some pathetic linear scaling like doubling the block size or tripling the block size that it's it's fascinating that there are so many people vehemently against it and actually want it to fail um but i just don't think it is um i think it i think it does exactly the job that it's trying to do and my experience with it is that it is definitely not ready for the mainstream. It is absolutely still on the very techie side of uh, its development. Um, but after the initial, the, all the barriers are in the setup and the initial understanding and in the, the automation of channel management and that type of thing, which is getting better by the week. And after my initial setup... It has just worked for me, um, and I have been kind of blown away by how powerful it obviously will be when a number of key developments are finally implemented on this um, network. Uh, atomic multipath payments are a major one. When you look at your lightning balance of 0.06 Bitcoin, and then you see that the largest payment it will say next to it, largest payment you can make is 0.01. That is a big limitation. Amps solve that limitation. If you have a balance of 0.06, you can pay a max of 0.06. And when we have uh, large nodes and uh, specifically businesses and always-on devices like these CASA nodes and um, uh, networks of people creating liquidity for it, uh, you'll see channels, you'll see any single channel having many, many routes available. As this thing grows and we have tons and tons of liquidity on many different fronts, the failure rate of transactions, even with few channels, will drop like a rock. Um, and there will be numerous ways to route around uh, failures in uh, lightning channels. Um, there already are minor ones available, like ZigZag, when you can have a uh, on-chain transaction in place of your Lightning Network transaction, and there will be companies and nodes on the network that offer this as a service where you pay them and they pay uh, through a centralized medium. Because if somebody has a Lightning wallet that doesn't necessarily have the channels set up right, or maybe they just have a regular Bitcoin wallet with Coinbase, well, you can pay Coinbase on Lightning, and if the other user doesn't even know about financial sovereignty or holding their own keys, well, Coinbase can just do their own double-entry accounting on their centralized ledger, and that, that person who's not utilizing Lightning Network at all is completely irrelevant, as long as Coinbase or the company, uh, the service they're using, Square... Um, is actually does have a presence on the Lightning Network, your payment goes through perfectly fine and they are still in the same uh, trusted relationship that they are always going to be anyway because they never desire to 
They don't know the difference between just having a Square Cash wallet versus having their own wallet. That's always been the case. There are always going to be the average users who don't hold their own keys because they don't want that responsibility. Um, most people don't. I do. And I simply want that uh, option available to me, and I think that will grow because trust in the financial system is being is decaying right now. Um, so I think that need will grow, and we need a technology exactly like Lightning Network to step up and fill that gap so that people can have control over their own money. And I think it, I think it does that job amazingly well. Um, and like I said, there's still plenty of stuff to work out, um, AMPs being one of them. I think the SIGHASH no input um, soft work uh, that could be coming is also a critical factor of uh, where um, uh, each party, it enables the L2 protocol, the backwards compatible improvement to the Lightning Network contract that basically makes backups and uh, the final commitment transaction uh, far more, um, uh, it, it, it heavily decreases the resource cost of um, enforcing your channel contract and requires you to only have the very last state and it makes the very last state which is currently asymmetrical where the other person has your signature for revocation and you have their signature both as an insurance policy um in l2 you both are holding the exact same final commitment transaction so right now if any one person loses their side they actually can't recreate it Backups are a real complicated process in in Lightning Network right now. Uh, we actually, I think, state channel backups are actually in the works right now, thanks to roast beef. Um, so there is a lot of work happening on that side because it's a it's a very known issue. Um, there are solutions to all of these problems being developed as we speak. Um, and when those things come out, uh, and more importantly, I think L two will be a huge huge shift in. Um, the simplicity and usability of Lightning, particularly in backups and node security. There will be nodes crashing left and right that have no issue whatsoever thanks to um, the advancement um, in the L2 contract. Um, and I think, that's, I think that's a fascinating um, development. And when these things hit, I think they are going to be game changers and major services are going to suddenly hit the lightning network and start providing wallets and uh, it's going to just it's just going to hit this point where it is sim it is just simple you wait for your node to sync and then suddenly it just starts working and when we reach that point the whole game is going to change um, and what's most fascinating about it is that the more people use it the better it operates and that is one of the most incredible pieces of this technology that any other type of scaling currently does not share that. Um, On-chain scaling, the more people use it, the more bloated and uh, less secure the entire system is. That is not true for the Lightning, for the Lightning Network. It is the exact opposite. The more people use it, the more reliable the Lightning Network is and the more functions you can put on it. Um, so... I don't want to ramble on too much longer. Um, like, we'll go ahead and just close this here. But I, I just, it, I get so excited about the Lightning Network um, that it's hard. It's hard not to blab for a good twenty minutes after finishing an article. So, 
Uh, definitely check out Todd Cronenberg. Um, I thought this was a really fun, uh, uh, great little article that that hit the strong points and explained it from the single, double, triple entry accounting and how Lightning Network utilized the um, the security of Bitcoin's triple entry accounting without compromising it whatsoever, but giving it the benefit of double entry accounting. And if you want a better visualization of that, um, uh, I hope, um, or at least I've been told that my explanation in the Panama Canal and Bitcoin's Lightning Network does a really good job of explaining or visualizing how that works. Um, I hope that that, is, that that helps to um, picture it. Uh, but uh, if you're interested in that one, I'll also link to that one if you want to dig a little bit deeper. And you know what? I'll just link to the whole playlist. We've got so many articles from so many people. It's 11 and a half hours, and I'll be adding this to it, um, just straight talking about all the different things in Lightning Network. If you listen to that full 11 and a half hour playlist, you will know practically everything you need to know about Lightning, including a thorough breakdown of exactly how the contract works. Um, so Todd Cronenberg will be added to that list. Do not forget to ch- uh, to follow him on Twitter. I will tag him in this post and drop some major applause uh, on that article on Medium and the Coin Monks Medium publication. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out me on Twitter at the Cryptoconomy. I am on uh, a bunch of other uh, uh, social media as well. The Bitcoin hackers.org mastodon instance at the crypto economy i'm on medium at the crypto economy uh and you can honestly get to all of my work and uh posts on uh, all those different um uh, platforms just by going to cryptoeconomy.life and the website has our entire collection of works read by todd uh, of todd cronenberg and Aaron Von Wertham and all the hundreds of people I have read work from and uh, commentated on through this. Uh, what we? Oh my God! This is this is episode two hundred. This is quick read two hundred, not episode two hundred. Um, so we are now two hundred articles deep uh, in the understanding and exploration of Bitcoin from so many different people in the space. Check that out at CryptoEconomy.life. It's a practically endless resource that I'm updating constantly with every episode and stuff that I'm doing in the background uh, that aren't officially episodes. So don't forget to follow me, subscribe to the podcast on all the platforms we're distributed on now. We got eight new platforms in the last week. Uh, So check me out on those. Uh, Hopefully that gets our reach further out there into the crypto economy. And uh, yeah, I will catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Crypto Economy Podcast. Take it easy, guys.